that's another thing. Are we still on the air? No, I, well, I'm recording it, but I, okay. I haven't marked. I have tried to mark it off as like, Mark, don't include this in the podcast. Oh, Mark, include this in the podcast. This is Felix directs Dale through the Marvel Universe, where Felix... That's me. ...drags me, Dale, through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today we are talking about The Avengers, a movie where a group of people, some of which don't have very many skills, get together to fight off a god and his army. This one came out in 2012. Uh, it's the final film of Phase 1. Yay! That means we're done with Phase 1. And we get to start Phase 2, just no! like they wanted to do in the movie. No, not Phase 2. <laughs> the council wants us to get on with Phase 2. <laughs> um, the council want, wants us to drop a nuclear bomb on <laughs> Manhattan, so, you know. That's fair. We shouldn't always follow what the council <laughs> wants us to do. They can't even light their own rooms. True. Um, I, I hope you've seen this before, otherwise that won't make sense. Uh, have you seen this movie before? I have. I think I saw it when it originally came out in 2012. Okay. What about you? How many times have you seen The Avengers? <sighs> I saw it in 2012 in the drive-in, at the drive-in. Oh, fun. Um, yep, but I Those did. are the best because you don't have to pay attention to the movie. Exactly. And every movie I see there, no matter how dumb it is, I'm like, that's a great movie. I saw Jurassic World at the drive-in, and I was like, this is the coolest movie ever. And <laughs> yeah. I saw it again in the theater, and I was like, this is really dumb. Um, but I we didn't stay because it was the last movie, and it was real late. Oh, yeah. So Thank we didn't stay late. for the credits, and so I didn't see the after-credits scene. Oh, um, and then I watched it again. Oh, <gasps> oh my God! Flashback. So story time. Oh boy! <laughs> in college, in my junior year of college, I was seeing this guy who's like in the closet, and he had this really homophobic roommate that didn't know he was gay, but they like fought all the time, anyways. So he moved out because they like shared a room. So uh-huh. he, he like turned their living room into his bedroom because they had like a second entrance to their house from the kitchen, anyway. Every How many people lived in this house? Three. And every time we would have sex, we would watch The Avengers. Because <laughs> it was on Netflix. <laughs> Forgot about that. So I've seen this movie a couple of times. I just didn't pay attention. Okay. So does this bring up good, good memories for you? No, because this guy was so, like, he was really cute and really great. But then, like, he ghosted me. And he deleted me on all social media. And he deleted me on Steam, even though I bought him Bioshock Infinite for his birthday. And I've never seen or heard from him since, even though we went to school together for like two more years. Uh-huh. This is kind of the weirdest story I expected to come out. Yeah, I totally I was expecting this. this to be a story about sex at the drive-in, actually. No, I don't think. No, I went with my family. It was 2012. That was a while ago. Yeah. But then also, I thought I saw this guy today at the State Fair. And like my heart rate went up and like I got like really fight or flight <laughs> but it ended up not being him okay I'm can you guess what he looked like I'm guessing that he was tall and skinny and blonde he was <laughs> um Felix has a type <laughs> you must be the famous pepper pots I am Loki I am Groot I am Iron Man Agent Coulson <gasps> okay so, in this movie are the people that end up being the Avengers. There's um, Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Your favorite, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Iron Man's my favorite. Chris Evans is my favorite. 
Um, the Hulk slash Bruce Banner. My least favorite. Thor. Black Widow slash Natasha Romanoff. And Hawkeye. I don't count them as Avengers. Um, they don't have superpowers. <laughs> uh, Hawkeye can see really well. <laughs> I think. So can Tiger Woods. <laughs> okay, S.H.I.E.L.D. consists of Agent Cutie Face Coulson. Who we learn his first name is Agent, according <laughs> to Tony Stark. But according to Pepper Potts, it's Phil. Yeah. And she actually talks to him and asks him about a woman he was dating whose name is the cellist. <laughs> she does. Yeah, and she lives in Portland. She moved to Portland, so they broke up. So she must be a hipster. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. But anyway, but it totally makes Tony jealous. Yeah. So he totally sees it too. Because Colson is a much better boyfriend. Right? Yeah, so nice. So nice. Especially when you like compare him to like the jerk face that is Tony Stark. And he didn't try to, like, only give her 12% of the building she built. Yeah, and he doesn't, like, get whiplash from his own neck (laughs) snapping around looking at other people. That is the one thing in this movie I feel like, I mean, it happens in all of them, but I feel like more than some of the other ones is that, like, they would all be dead after a lot of the things that happened to them. Like, when Tony gets, like, thrown across buildings and stuff out of the Iron Man suit... He would die. Yes. And when Black Widow like jumps onto the spaceship that's going like 300 miles an hour, it would have ripped her arm out of the socket, at least. Yep. Then I also put down, um, there is a lady agent named Hill. Oh, yeah. What's her? Maria. Yep. Her name is Maria. Uh, but she's just referred to as Hill, and she's very competent. She's how I met your mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I just like that she's confident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the standard is. Yeah. <laughs> You're competent. You'll do. <laughs> um <laughs> It turns out that competency is like the most important thing to me. Like, if you work with me, that, like, impresses me to no end. <laughs> That's fair. There's a lot of really incompetent people in the world. And in this movie. <laughs> you know, so, she's competent, so, wow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, also in this are, for some reason, S.H.I.E.L.D. has a council, and so Nick yeah. Fury goes into a closet, I guess, and talks... <laughs> Talks to them on these screens that are like, and they're all like black and white and dimly lit because nobody knows who the secret council is. Mm -hmm. And then they make secret decisions about S.H.I.E.L.D., but like, I don't, you know. Which you would think they would need to be like elected officials. Yeah. I don't know who they're accountable, accountable, accountable to. The president? I don't know because are they. Because S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of, like, secret. Yeah, but it's supposed to be, like, a government agency. Yeah. So is it part of the executive branch of the, the government? I don't know. I think we'll find out in Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. Are you previewing something for me? <laughs> no, I'm just assuming. I don't remember. But the council becomes, like, a big part of it. I remember that. 
Okay, so we get to we get to learn about the council. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're all dimly lit and all the screens are on at the same time so you can see some like shadows talking at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't fix their own lighting. <laughs> um, <laughs> um also in this are Pepper Potts and the voice of Jarvis. And Pepper got gets a gets some bangs in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh uh, she's not in there for long. And then um, Dr. Er- Eric Selvig is in this one. This is uh, Natalie Portman's uh, doctor friend, like professor doctor friend. Mm-hmm. And then the baddie in this movie is mostly a guy named Loki, who is Thor's brother. And then, of course, Stan Lee pops up. What did you think of the Stan Lee cameo? Oh, my God. I thought it was boring. It was like two seconds long. Are you just sad because he didn't dress up as some famous guy to be interviewed? <laughs> okay, so this was this was at the end of the movie. They're they're going through and showing like some like news footage and New Yorker reactions to having a giant battle in their backyard. Mm-hmm. And one of the people interviewed is Stanley. I don't even remember what he says. Uh, uh, he's I- like superheroes in New York. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Did he do a New York accent? Yeah. I mean, I think he kind of has one. Oh, okay. It's just his voice. <laughs> but what's the Milwaukee connection? Is he from Milwaukee and then Stanley? lives in New York? Yeah, because he was in Milwaukee in the Oh, in the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Because he's, he's, in, he's in Queens in Spider-Man. We'll get there. Okay. So, yeah. Um, you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I asked you already. <laughs> Literally, I think the only person that was ever shirtless is Hulk. And Bruce Banner. And Bruce Banner when he was naked. Yeah, he was all the way naked. He fell from the sky, and then there's some security guard who told, tells us that he was all the way naked, even though you don't get to see <laughs> see anything. But that's good, because that means that his pants actually ripped all the way off. Which, which is, is not in continuity. <laughs> yeah, but it's more realistic. True. Although, imagine being hit with a giant dick. <laughs> I do wonder. Although... If it gets bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else gets bigger if your teeth get bigger. Oh, yeah. Did they do, don't they? His hair doesn't. <laughs> well, his hair grows in proportion to his head size. Otherwise, his hair would oh, be yeah, shorter. But you would never really get hit by a giant dick because you would be hit by a giant arm or a giant leg first. Depends on how he's falling. It's like it's belly true. flopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was really disappointing for like the big culmination i wanted everyone to be shirtless thor was never shirtless captain america was like in a turtleneck basically the entire time yeah like what's happening nick furry could have been shirtless Uh gwyneth paltrow somebody one but i don't think they made a lot of like sexist jokes just that like banter between tony and pepper but like she's kind of in on it. <laughs> okay. Ready for the plot? Let's get to the plot. Okay. So this movie opens with what I wrote down is some nos- nonsense about the Tesseract and humans burning. Which I did not remember the like 
prologue exposition. Uh-huh. I didn't remember that at all, and I watched this movie like two months ago. Two months ago, and you didn't remember it? Oh, probably because it's bad and not memorable. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They, they like, I think at some point they referred to it as, like, those people being the others and then the army being the Chitari. Yes. Chitari. Am I pronouncing it right? I just wrote mm-hmm. it down when we were watching it, and I was like, whatever. Um. Yeah, because it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go with stupid, non-memorable. They basically introduced it because they wanted you to remember that Tesseract thing because if you didn't see that movie and you haven't seen it in six months because it came out, you would have forgotten about yes. it. And like, what's a Tesseract? Because it was, you know, it was barely, like, it was the post credit scene of Thor. And... um. Yeah, and you didn't know what it was. No. You knew it was like a, a thing. Or so not. you're like, you're aware of the Infinity Stones, right? Like, I know that there's Infinity Stones, and what's his face? Thanos puts them on this ring no. or on a gauntlet, and nobody can touch it directly. So we're going to count down the Infinity Stones as they appear. Um, can we count them up, please? Because I don't know how many there are. Um, how many fingers do you have? On a single hand. Five? There you go. There are five. Yep. What if there were ten? Oh, wait, no, I think there are six. Are there six? I think one might go on, like, the middle of his hand. I'm going to look Are you up. kidding me? Can we just count from the beginning? One, the Tesseract. It's blue. It is, except for... No, I think it is. There are six. Yep. There's okay. one on each knuckle and then one in the middle. So... Okay, even the thumb? What yep. about oh the the weird the weird people have two thumbs? Yeah, that's true. The Chitari guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is really hard. You're making this really hard. You thought, oh, how many fingers do you have? This will be simple. How many infinity stones are there? But it's not. Well, I mean, they, so they just have six fingers, so then they just wouldn't have one in the middle. I'm going with one. <laughs> one. So the tesseract. One infinity stone. Guess what? There's another one. There's two Tesseracts? No, there's two Infinity Stones in this movie. Nope. Yep. One Tesseract. <laughs> Are you going to tell me that thing on on Lars Scepter is also an Infinity Stone? Yep. Because that is not the same shape, and it's the same color, and I thought Thanos had, like, different colors. So they are different colors. The Tesseract, the Infinity Stone is not the Tesseract. The Infinity Stone is inside of the Tesseract which is also the case for Loki Scepter. And the one in Loki Scepter ends up being, like, yellow, I believe. Do you know what the names of them are? How how the fuck would I know what the names of them are? (laughs) Like, like, hey, I just made something up. Do you know what I'm thinking? Okay, I'm going to tell you the names of all of the Infinity Stones. No. Yes. No. And then (laughs) you have to guess which one the Tesseract and Loki Scepter are based on what they do. Okay. So. We have the Space Stone, the Mind Stone. Okay, the, the Mind Stone is in the, is in the Stupid Scepter. Correct. The Power Stone, the Time Stone, the Soul Stone, and the Reality Stone. Okay, so 
they keep referring to the Tesseract as a source of power. So I want to go with the power stone, but I also know that they just opened up a big hole in space so that things could come through it. So then that space stone seems like an also a very good choice, but I'm going to go with power. Final answer. Let's go. Space. Okay. Second choice. Okay. Cause now we're, now we're, now we're through the first scene of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like almost, like two hours and 20 minutes. It was a longer one, yeah. But nothing really happens in the beginning here. We've got like, they're in like a bunker. I think it's the place that they were in at the end of Thor. Yep. And Dr. Selvig is now working on it. And he's like, um, there is a Tesseract energy surge. And then, um, and then Hawkeye's there. On some balcony, looking as at, always, looking at stuff, and Nick Fury's all mad. And he's like, I, "I sent you down here to keep an eye on this." And Hawkeye says, "Yeah, nothing's changed. Like nobody's messed with it. They're yeah. just taking their their readings all quiet. Whatever energy surge is coming from this is not coming from this side." And Nick Fury's like. What do you mean this side? And he's like, well, it's a doorway and doors can be open from either side. Which and, seems like an obvious observation about doorways. Yeah, but like, However, how does he know that it's a doorway? Exactly. Prior to this, they were like, this Tesseract is the power source we've been looking yeah, for. Yeah, like a battery. Along. Yeah. Um, and so, suddenly he's just like, oh, it's a doorway and it's a portal to space. Yeah, he should have been like, I think it's a doorway and yeah. I think somebody's knocking on the other side. Yeah, that was a that was a leap. Yeah, that was a leap. Also, um, Hawkeye's job, if it's to watch some scientists do some work, is really boring. Yeah, I thought he's supposed to be a spy. <laughs> that also has a bow and arrow. Well, I guess he was kind of spy. Yeah, it's like the kind of spy where you're like observational, like yeah. stakeout spy, and like the war and Black Widows, the the kind of spy that like goes in and talks to people, yeah, and like pretends to be other people and gets their, se- Russian gets their terrorists. secrets. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so Hawkeye has a boring job, mm-hmm. but uh. Then it does open, or then the Tesseract opens and it shoots in the energy beam horizontally and it spits out Loki. Yeah. Who's holding a spear. Which is not Odin's spear. It's a different no, one. It's a different one. But uh, Nick Fury says, Sir, please put down the spear. And then all of S.H.I.E.L.D. like opens fire with their machine guns mm-hmm. in a, in a, in an indoor space. And like, I feel like in Thor, Loki and or Thor probably got shot, right? I don't remember. I don't remember, but like, bullets were just bouncing off of Loki. <laughs> like, yeah. he was just impervious to bullets. And I didn't understand. Yeah. And like, also, usually when like somebody shows up with a spear... <laughs> And is not going like not aiming at everybody <laughs> or like running at you with it. Your instinct is not to like put it down or we're going to like open fire on you. To be fair, he did just come out of a portal. Yeah. 
But like that could have been like a ceremonial spear, or they may sure. he may not have known what the word spear was. Mm-hmm. Put down the spear, and I could have been like, uh, "No, these horns are part of my head." <laughs> <laughs> but then he blows people up with it. But then he goes to blow people up with it because he is the bad guy in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like under duress a little bit. It's like Stockholm syndrome a little bit, or like no, not that. It's like. He's being coerced, but he kind of wants to at the same time. You know what I mean? Okay. There is there is a little backstory revealed on this, but also... Eh. It's a spoiler alert. Is, is it just... Okay, is this outside of this movie? Yes. Okay, fine, whatever. Just tell me. <laughs> so, the Chitari guy that gives Loki the spear and is, like, talking to him in the beginning of the exposition. Yes. And like tasking him to do this thing, yeah, is working for Thanos. So uh, that's how, it all ties how many thumbs does Thanos have? Just one. <laughs> I mean, he has two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'd be funny. Uh, okay, so so yeah, like he didn't is want Loki to. being threatened. Yeah, like he's basically like Loki is power hungry, so he like wants to take over the Earth. But, like, he probably wouldn't have gone through with being, like, so awful and, like, starting a war and killing all those people if not for the Chitari being, like, you have to do this or we're going to kill you. Uh-huh. So it's a little bit of both. You know, it's a gray area. Because Loki's, like, he's like you. He's mischievous. He's not evil. Um, I don't know that that's what's going on here. <laughs> Or that they tell enough of Logie's, Logie's story for me to believe that because they really just want him to be a bad guy. Yeah. But Tom Hiddleston's just so charming. <sighs> so, yeah, he gets shot at, but it doesn't work. And he, like, starts blowing people up. And then the Tesseract oh, collapses? I don't understand no, what that okay, means. No, okay, this is what happens. This is what happens. Starts blowing people up, and then he takes the scepter and he touches it to people's hearts because oh, right. you know that's where their minds are kept. Yep. Touches it to Hawkeye's heart, and then Hawkeye's like, "Now I'm going to follow you." And he touches it to to Doctor Selvig's heart, and he then he also falls in line, and he, there's a third guy, I think, like security guard or shield agent. Yep. Who touches it to his heart, and then they come to. And, and when they get mind controlled, their eyes all turn bright blue. Yep. Um, like the Tesseract. Yep. Because I can only assume the Infinity Stone inside the Tesseract is also bright blue. Or, or no, like the like the mind control stone inside the scepter, right? Oh, that one's yellow. <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense, but whatever. <laughs> I guess it would be a little more obvious if their eyes were yellow. Everybody'd be like, dude, been you an have Easter egg. You have the creepiest jaundice I've ever seen. <laughs> um, then Nick Fury takes the Tesseract out of like the machine that it's in and then puts it in the suitcase. Mm-hmm. Like the metal, this is definitely um, a stack full of cash suitcase. Yep. Doesn't then, handcuff it to himself, though. No, because Loki just like picks it up or has one of his lackeys pick it up. Then they drive away in a truck. In the meantime, Agent Hill is like down in the garage and like 
Meanwhile, the whole building and, like, the ground below are collapsing. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Nick Fury is trying to, like, stall him so that, like, Loki gets trapped in all the rubble and yeah. dies. And, like, but they he sees through it because he can read people's minds and mind control everybody or whatever. And they take, they take a pickup truck mm-hmm. and drive out of that building and... Maria tries to stop them, but is unsuccessful, and then the building collapses, and then there's a tiny little mushroom cloud, and then, <laughs> and then the building collapses, and then Nick Fury gets real mad, and he says, everybody who's not on rescue in this giant underground complex, which totally collapsed, should be off to, like, figuring out how to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. So, S.H.I.E.L.D. just lost, presumably, a lot of its well they were evacuating they were evacuating but like how quickly like that didn't take that long well like they Cutie Coulson said it was gonna take a half hour and he's like do it faster okay. anyway to like 20 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, Logie got out of there and he was driving a truck and I'm assuming everybody else wasn't driving trucks True. Or, like well because Nick Fury like, got in a helicopter Let's let's proceed calmly on foot to the nearest exit. <laughs> Don't use the elevators. Don't use the elevators. They're going to go out and you're going to be stuck on an elevator. So then it cuts to Black Widow, which is the scene that you remembered from our last episode. Yeah, I was I was precisely right about this. And she's being like tortured and like <laughs> leaned over a big hole by uh, like and tied to a chair by some Russian dudes who are, very also, James Bondian. who are also wearing military uniforms and like and she's being interrogated by these guys and then they get a phone call. And she's irritated because she's working. She is irritated because she's working because it turns <laughs> out she's competent. Mm-hmm. And then, then they ask to speak to the woman, and they're like, uh, no, and how did you get my number? And then, then whoever's on the other line, oh, it's Coulson. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're at this address on this floor. I have, like, so many bombs pointed at you right now. Put the woman on the phone, or else we'll, we'll blow all of you up. And yeah. so he's like, okay, I'll put the woman on the phone. And she's like, I'm working. <laughs> He's like, no, this is bigger than you. This is code something something. I think he said it was code seven. Yeah. Which feels like a weird number to be like high alert. Like a code 10 sounds right. Or like a five even on a scale of five. Throw people off the fact that it's like they're not like codes. Like how, like, like it's just, it's not like a scale. It's Mm -hmm. just a like. A numbered list. A numbered list. Like, one means fire drill. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Two have, like, <laughs> amber alerts and red alerts yep. and yellow alerts, so I guess. Two means the the council, a council person's <laughs> been kidnapped. Seven means war. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. So then she, like, does all her ninja Black Widow magic and, like, breaks out of the chair and beats all the guys up and then, like, wraps a chain around the one guy and hangs him upside down through the hole. That is her favorite move is, like, hanging people upside down. Is yeah. Or well, hanging people just in general. Her favorite moves are hanging people and the, like, using her thighs to, like, choke someone out and, like, spin around their throat. 
<laughs> oh, but she does have a new haircut in this. She does. It's shorter and redder. Uh-huh. And like less curly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so new do. Oh, yeah. And so uh, uh, they send Black Widow to Go. a country. Okay. A country. I don't That's remember. what you got from that. Okay. So, India? So then they then Colson talks to Black Widow and says, we need you, we're assembling the team. And Black Widow says, well, I can't talk to Tony Stark. He hates me, but really. Because he fired her. He fired her. And also he thinks she's sexy, so he doesn't really <laughs> hate her. Um, And he's like, no, I got, I got Tony Stark, which is funny because Tony Stark actually does hate Colson. <laughs> You get the big guy, referring to the Hulk. And so she goes and gets the big guy. So the Hulk is working as a doctor in India. Mm-hmm. Geography. <laughs> India is a place. <laughs> There's no time constraints on this particularly. It's true. Although Black Widow does go out there. And when she does go out there, she like takes 20 guys with her. Because... um. The Hulk is dangerous. And she's wearing a very casual outfit. She's got like one of those like blanket skirts and just like a halter top. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like vacation. It's permanent. <laughs> is it? I feel like she's working. Um, you don't have to always wear your sexy leather when you're working. <laughs> she does. Um, and this is a different kind of work. This That's is true. like the. Come with me. Everything is calm and cool. Mm-hmm. Which is lies. Yeah, which is lies. Because, <laughs> first of all, she lures him to the edge of town in case he hulks out on her. He'll be a little bit away from people mm-hmm. by paying some, like, seven-year-old girl to... <laughs> which felt so inappropriate. Why? Like, Just because getting a kid to lie for you? Yes. I'm going to find this random foreign child and pay them a couple bucks to, like, go lie to a man and lure him somewhere. This sounds super dangerous and sketchy. Okay, I get that it sounds sketchy, but that kid just got paid. That's true. <laughs> For doing nothing really dangerous. Going so he to- probably gave her, like, three American dollars. <laughs> but it wasn't dangerous. She was going after the Hulk. She was going to the Hulk, who is acting as a doctor. Yeah. At this point, it's not, I'm going to go accuse the Hulk of something. It's, I'm going to go get this doctor to help my dying mother. Which wasn't true. That's something the cartel does. What? <laughs> I mean, like, not exactly, but, like, they pay yeah. children to, like, sell drugs. So that child was never in any danger other than the danger that she usually is in. <laughs> Walking down the street. Fair enough. Yeah, but really they went to go get him because, not because they needed, like, Bruce Banner, or the Hulk. But I think that was they, an ulterior motive. That was an ulterior motive. But they also needed Bruce Banner, the gamma ray expert, because this Tesseract is giving off low-level gamma radiation. Right. He meets with the council again, and they're like... Meeting Nick Fury. Yes. Uh, they're like, we did not approve of this Avengers initiative, it got shut down. And he was like, well, sometimes I can't wait for approval on things because I'm the director. And they're like, you need to start phase two. And then I think that was like 
this little hint that like phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is coming next. Yeah, they said phase two is not res- ready, and I was like, phase two. <laughs> Does this mean that there's actually phases, and these phases make sense? But I don't think there is. Like, I have no evidence other than the fact that they said the word phase two a bunch. <laughs> well, phase two is there's no formula. Like phase one had two Iron Man movies in it. Phase two is like 30 movies. Mm. It's just all over the place. Mm. Okay. Then they talked to Captain America. Yeah, he was boxing. We saw that whole scene already. Yes, this is where, ah, this is where I said Captain America, blah, 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 and doesn't become the first Avenger because like that was the last scene in that movie is where he's boxing a a sandbag. But so- Kicks it across the room, and then Nick Fury comes in and says, "Trouble sleeping," and that's the this scene. I don't. Repeated. I don't remember if that was the actual after credit scene or if that was just like a feature of the DVD saying, "Like by the Avengers one or go see the Avengers." That when it was comes the out actual after credit scene. I'm pretty okay. sure. Well, that's stupid. There are lots of things in these movies that are stupid, <laughs> Felix. True. I. I have a whole podcast to tell you about them. And yet you show me more movies so I can tell you more things that are stupid. (laughs) I don't know why. We should just stop now. This seems like a really great breaking point. No, this is just the beginning. This is phase one. Yeah, It could be Felix Drugdale through phase (laughs) one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I drugged you? (laughs) Yeah, the past tense of dragged. (laughs) <laughs> of drag and then and then Dale took a nice nap <laughs> and didn't have to think about it anymore drugged and then dragged that sounds dangerous <laughs> like that little girl <laughs> it sounds more dangerous than that little that girl that little girl was fine <laughs> for all you know she climbed out of a window one of those soldiers might have like grabbed her and like chloroformed her and wiped her memory they can do that in this universe <laughs> Sometimes I wish somebody would do that to me. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Okay. Nick Fury was like, we got a job for you. And he hands in the file. And Captain America's like. <laughs> this is, okay, we're back to Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> and Captain America's like, you should have left the Tesseract in the ocean. And then he picks up one of his punching bags with one hand. And I would really love to know if that was like an actual like weighted bag that no. Chris Evans just picked up. Because that'd be really hot. Um, but so then we cut to Iron Man and, uh, he's like having his little banter with Pepper Potts cause they just launched Stark Tower. Uh-huh. Which is in? New York. What part of New York? Manhattan. Good job. Yeah. But it's not actually, it's not a real building. Um. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good job also knowing fictional things. Yep. And so it was all Pepper's idea and he called it Pepper's baby, which I think was like an allusion to the like later struggles they have about whether or not they're going to get pregnant. um, Yeah, because they're like dating. Yeah, but you're telling me too many things. That woman should not have that man's baby. (laughs) No. (laughs) You wanted to have Cutie Colson's baby. (laughs) They'd be so cute and they wouldn't be drunk assholes. Well, you don't know. But so they might be gingers. Um, I don't know if Gwyneth Paltrow is naturally redhead. Matthew 
if he's alone. Yeah, probably. Um, but so then he's like, you can have 12% of the building and then... 12% of the credit for your the building. Yeah, and then he was like, and then the next one, we'll put your name on it. And then she's like, I want my name on the deed. And I was like, fair enough. Also, it's very unclear as to the status of what her position is with Stark Industries and what his position is. Does mm-hmm. he still own it? Is she still CEO? I don't know. Yep, I don't know. I don't think Joss Whedon knows. I don't think they wanted to touch that because it sounded like boring. I guess. But part of it was, oh, part of the thing with the scene was it started out with Iron Man in the ocean doing some like cutting or welding. Oh, yes. We learned the suit can go underwater. And then he flew, ho- flew home and then took off the suit and then was ignoring calls from Cutie Face Coulson. And then he couldn't ignore it anymore because Cutie Face Coulson overrode his <laughs> security protocols for his phone system. And then he overrode his security protocols for his elevator system and showed up. And he blamed Pepper for that. He blamed Pepper for that because they thought that. She was having trouble with the security system at the oh. at the tower, but really, and then and then he and Pepper talked, and Pepper asked about the chalice that he was seeing, and it was it was very nice. And then Tony Tony totally got jealous because he should have been because that's what happens <laughs> when somebody is nice to your girlfriend and you're an asshole. And then he was like talking about how he didn't get accepted to the Avengers because he's selfish and condescending and self-centered and whatever. And Pepper was like, "Yeah, I knew all that." Yep. Also, we he got a new dance floor. Yep, it's he did like the landing pad on um, on the outside of the building. So yeah. he flies up to it, and then it like then there's this like circle thing that takes <laughs> off all his stuff. <laughs> and then um, he also the reason he was underwater was so that he could set up the arc reactor in Stark Tower to be self-sustaining, so it would produce its own electricity for a year, Wait, which becomes a Wait, that's why he was point. underwater? Yeah. I totally did not get that. Uh-huh. Why Why is the arc reactor underwater? He's think, in the middle of Manhattan. I think there's just, like, cords <laughs> that were in the ocean and wires. Um. So then he's like, Pepper's going to D.C., and he wants to, like, have sex with her. And she's like, you have homework to do. And he's like, but what if I didn't have homework to do? And then she like whispers something in his ear and he like smirks. So it was probably something dirty. And then um, she goes to DC and Coulson drops her off at the airport. And Tony has to study. What I got from that was that he had to go somewhere and then she would just meet him if he finished his homework. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As like motivation. Yeah. Also, I don't understand why he complained so much about like, Having to go places or when people go places because he can fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, or working because I'm not sure what he does because he just told, like, he just told Pepper that she mostly did all the work on the tower. Well, he <laughs> consults from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Tuesdays. On every other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, shall we go to the aircraft carrier now? Uh, yeah. Okay, this is where the team meets each other, on this aircraft carrier. There's a lot of banter. Uh, that classic Joss Whedon snark that will come to define the Marvel Cinematic Universe tone henceforth. I 
don't know if I'm looking forward to that or not. It's just, it's very quippy. It's like, like it started off being Iron Man's thing. You know, he's an asshole, so he's quippy. Yeah. But like post Joss Whedon, everyone's quippy. It's just like oh, okay. quips all the time. Yeah. They're on an aircraft carrier and there's a bunch of jets on this aircraft carrier and they're, what are they doing? They're in the ocean. They're just walking around. And Bruce gets there and Captain America gets there and they introduce each other and Captain America's being all like polite and like whatever because that's who he is. And then he's like, or uh, Black Widow's like, you guys might want to go inside. It's going to get hard to breathe. And they're like, oh my God, is this a submarine? Is it going to go underwater? And then it ends up getting propellers <laughs> and flying up into the air. Yep. And then as the audience, you're supposed to be super impressed with this. Mm-hmm. Like, like this is a real flying thing, but it's not. There are no hovercraft <laughs> aircraft carriers. And then they show up the bridge of the aircraft carrier, which is really just the front, not where the actual bridge would be on a real aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. And there are like windows everywhere and people with computer screens everywhere. And Nick Fury is there and so is Agent Hell. And there's also a big conference table. <laughs> yep. Because what you need on your bridge where people are working is a big conference table. And I also have like, Nick Fury has like a standing desk. <laughs> it's like these like touch screens, but he's got two of them, like one for each hand. And Tony makes a comment about how can he see because he only has one eye. <laughs> and, um, oh yeah. And Hill is like, he moves his head. <laughs> then the aircraft carrier has like invisibility panels. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally like disappears. Yeah. Invisible. Amazing. I mean, like, so I think they're trying to use the, like, technology. I think it actually exists in real life now, but I first thought in, like, one of the Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies where it's, like, there's a bunch of tiny cameras all over and then, like, little projector screens, and so they project the image of the camera on the opposite side of it, so it looks like you're seeing through it. You think that really exists? I think it does. I mean, I don't know how well it works. Yeah, because, like, like, you don't know where your viewer is. I mean, you figure it out. Like, you can do that with, like, a TV and turn it into a window. You just put, like, a camera on the other side of the TV, and then it's like you can see through what's happening. Yeah, but it's not the same as a window, because if you get get really close to it on the side, if you're seeing it through a real window, you can see very far down the, the side of the street that you're on. Maybe they have, like, fisheye lenses. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not an invisibility scientist. <laughs> that's that's true. You are not an invisibility <laughs> scientist. And also that you know, whatever. That it's not real. Um anyway, so so this is a very impressive airship, I mm-hmm. guess. And so we're supposed to be very impressed. Yeah. Um and all I can think when they're like showing everybody is I'm like, this would not work as an actual, an actual like aircraft carrier airship. Yeah. Not only like the the mechanics of it, but like the setup of that bridge with that conference table <laughs> like drove me nuts. And then you have you have like Nick Fury, the the director of the whole organization, like trying to like also captain the ship. Mm-hmm. And on there's a lot going on. Yeah, because you also like said to me at the beginning when they were on like the ocean in the aircraft carrier, you said to me, I don't understand how aircraft carriers work. And I was <laughs> like, I do. 
Oh, yeah. I can't explain them all to you. It's very, it's really interesting. Is it? Well, okay. I just I don't understand the physics of it. Like, they're very big. Like, they're, like, bigger than some cruise ships. Like, they're so big. And then they have airplanes on them. And, like, so they have to be, like, super heavy. But they float. They're filled with air. Are they actually? Well, yeah, the inside of all boats is filled with air. Well, like, obviously you need to breathe oxygen, but, like, yeah, that that's... doesn't make the metal less heavy. Yeah, so, <laughs> I feel like I need to explain buoyancy to you. So, okay, so, like. Are they flat at the bottom? Because, like, most boats are, like, pointy at the bottom. Um, I have to think about, like, models of aircraft carriers that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Usually things have a keel to keep them from tipping over. Okay. So most most boats are designed with like a a rudder kind of thing mm-hmm. at the bottom, not like a rudder that 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 causes the direction, but like it's called a keel. So it's a it's vertical, prevents it from flipping over, but with something as big as an aircraft carrier, I almost feel like you don't need that. So just because it it's big and heavy, doesn't mean that it like it displaces more water and has more air inside of it. Oh, okay. So I'm looking at a picture right now of like one, like the bottom of an aircraft carrier and it just looks like a regular boat. Yeah. That makes more sense because they look flat on top. So that's why I never understood how they float. Yeah. They're like a boat underneath. Yeah. It just looks like it's not just, it's not just like a flat thing, one level underneath. It's yeah. like a whole like city. They're like, huge. There, there are people. On aircraft character, on aircraft carriers, whose entire job is just to fill, refill the vending machines with candy. I mean, there are people at most places that have vending machines that that's their job. Yeah, but then they have to like travel around a whole city. Like they're not like oh, that's true. <laughs> you know, to refill it, but like this is a whole city, and that's their entire job. On, you know, like I joined the military to refill candy machines. Maybe I should make that my job, like vending machine candy man. Oh my goodness. So it's just like a flat thing stuck on top of a boat. Okay. Like just put my just a other really question is like giant boat. Why? Like airplanes fly. Okay. Airplanes have limited ranges based on how how much fuel they can have mm-hmm. store. And so it's really helpful to have a a portable airport. I guess. Especially because when you are potentially going to war or need to do reconnaissance in some area, you don't have an airbase in that area. Oh, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but a Chitari can. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And then they also um, they also have elevators that that and so they store a lot of jets underneath that that top flat part. Oh my god, that's so excessive! Well, they need a lot of airplanes. Do they? Yes. Our military is a bit much. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But if you have a big boat for landing. And launching airplanes. You might as well have a bunch of airplanes. Mm-hmm. I also like, so what would the physics be of launching a jet off of a flying jet? <laughs> like aircraft carrier. Like, 
Okay, so if we if we take this from the sea to the sky, what would the what would the differences be? Yeah, like could she still just like fly? Yeah, I think so. Like the air up there would be a lot thinner, and so um, so so the problems with with launching and and landing aircraft on uh, at sea level is that 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 getting up to speed is really hard on that chart of a runway. And so they have like essentially giant um bungee cords. Yeah, I'm a- like uh, slingshots. Yeah, I'm thinking slingshots. Yeah. Yeah, they're not bungee cords. They're like they're like huge steel things. <laughs> um and so they they really like slingshot the planes off of the <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> also the jet planes in this movie the uh the the rocket booster on the back was like had like 180 degrees of motion <laughs> and they like treated it like that could allow it to fly like a helicopter oh okay and that's not how that would work okay i have something to say on this too okay so come back to that i want to talk about i want to answer your first questions about like slingshotting plates so i didn't have questions about slingshotting no. planes i knew that no, I want to keep talking about it. Okay, <laughs> okay. so things so, out off the plane, and so I think that if you did that from a higher elevation, because there's the air is thinner, it would it would take longer to catch on, but you also could fall further before oh. you 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 are propelled by your own lift. So I think that would not be a problem. Landing would also not be as big a deal. Like the thing with landing on a on a regular aircraft character carrier on the on on the ocean is that if you don't grab that steel rod that slows you down, or I guess it's not a rod, it's like a a rope. A rope. A steel rope. Um is that if you don't grab that, you have to like hit the hit the gas so that you fly off the other end. Um and obviously, that's not like a big deal. <laughs> if you're already in the air. If you're already in there, you go off the other end. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Instead like, of into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think it would work about the same. Okay. Okay. Now back to the the rotating jet engines. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they were jet engines and not like the big fans. Yeah. Or are they big the fans? They're the jet okay. engines. There is. Okay. So. But it was just one in the center of the plane. Okay. There is a jet called a Harris or Harrison jet mm-hmm. that essentially can take off vertically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. But it, that's not what they were doing. I don't remember what they were doing. Was I, was I not paying attention during this part? Probably. Okay. The image I have in my mind is the scene where uh, Captain America is like on the little balcony of the blown off part of the aircraft carrier and Iron Man's trying to launch the propeller again. And then the guy tries to come shoot at them, and he's just like hovering in a jet, and like he angles the the jet engine downward, and I was like, I would just like flip you. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going with that with flip you. You're right. Okay, I was just excited about talking about a jet, a real jet, <laughs> not a fantasy jet. I learned a lot about real jets watching the Not MythBusters show. Like the B cast of MythBusters have like a Netflix series. Okay, I'm yeah. like, what's the not MythBusters show? Yeah, it's not bad. It's called like White Rabbit or something. Yeah, that seems like a weird name for a show, and I would never have gotten that from that name. So, Loki 
they oh. somehow figure out he's in Germany. Oh, they have facial oh. recognition. Yeah, on the, the fancy aircraft carrier with the fancy conference table, they um they have facial recognition technology and they're tapping into every camera in the world. Which is your husband's least favorite part about the Dark Knight. I don't remember seeing the Dark Knights. Oh my god. It's everyone's favorite Batman movie. It's everyone's favorite comic book movie. And in the scene where he's like having to hunt down the Joker, Lucius Fox, who's Morgan Freeman, who's like his like tech guy that works for Wayne Industries or Wayne Wayne Corp, um, is like, We have this secret project called some cliche name. Um that's like a bunch of little tiny screens and it can tap into every cell phone and camera and oh, webcam God. in the world. And, but in that one, instead of using it as a picture device, which is even more of a stretch, they say that it, they just launch like a sonar pulse to create like a image of the world, like a whale would in the ocean. Oh my God. Um, but this one, they just like flat out are like, yeah, any camera on earth we can stream live video from. Oh my God. So we can use facial recognition to find Loki. Yep. Yep. So they're doing that on the bridge. Meanwhile, um, Bruce Banner gets his own lab where he's going to help use that to find the gamma radiation that's Mm -hmm. being, uh, released by the Tesseract. And so he has everybody put their spectrometers on their rooftops somehow. Don't know how they coordinated that, but whatever, in order to find that. So he's hanging out in this lab. Um, I also like, I mean, like I'm not a scientist, but like the only like spectrometer I've ever seen is like the, uh, like the machine that you like put things into. Yeah. And then it like tells you things about it, like uh-huh. its properties. <laughs> I feel like you can't just like put one of those on the roof <laughs> and just like figure out where gamma radiation is coming from. Yeah, I was. I mean, this is some sort of like telescope type thing, but like that also doesn't no, make doesn't. sense. It's not just like a, or maybe it's like a um, uh, a seismograph, <laughs> but for gamma radiation. <laughs> Like the things that they use, um, I don't know if they're real, but I see it in movies a lot where they like walk around. It looks like a metal detector, but it tells you if there's radiation. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just had this name in my head and now I can't think of it. Is it a real thing? Yes. Oh. And it beeps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely a real thing. Okay. Uh, Geiger counter. Yes. Geiger counter. That's okay. Yay. Um, but okay. yeah, so they put all the Geiger rods on the <laughs> rooftops. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And then they go to Germany. Oh, they, they get a hit on Loki's face, and he's in Germany. Where in Germany? Stuttgart. <laughs> Germany is a place. <laughs> and uh, they're, like, at a party, and I want to say... I was going to say it's a classical music, music concert. Okay, it looked like some kind of gala. Um. I think the second most graphic thing that ever happens in the MCU, I'd say. The first most being when Captain America throws that guy through the blades of the <laughs> airship. Okay. Um, Loki, they, they need a um, retina scan to get into a room to steal some iridium. Iridium? Yeah. Some rocks. 
And um, so instead of just kidnapping the guy like in any other movie, they have Clint go to the door that needs the retina scanner with like a little laser machine. And then Loki goes to find the guy at the thing in Germany and pins him down on top of this like sculpture and then just like gouges his eye out. Yeah. And like scans it to Hawkeye so that he gets this digital reproduction yeah. of the eye and he can open the thing. Yeah, this seems like doing, super over the top. Doing things the hard way instead of being like, I have a mind control stick. Let me yeah. tap this guy. Well, so his eyes turn blue. It. So that might mess with the retina scan. Maybe. I don't know. But it also feeds Loki's like, come worship me thing. Yeah. So then he goes out to make like his grand announcement and address the crowds that are cowering in fear in English, even though they're in Germany. So most of the people probably speak German. And um, he like gets the crowd all like on their knees or whatever. And then this old man stands up and he's like, we'll never bow to a guy like you. And Loki's like, oh, there are no guys like me. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Last time Germany bowed to a man like you. And he's like, there are no men like me. Yeah. And then Captain America came in and he was like, I fought Hitler and you're being like Hitler. And yeah. And so then they start fighting and um, Romanoff's in the aircraft. She's trying to get a shot. But Captain America's in the way because, of course, he is. And then Iron Man appears and they start punching him. And then they put him in the airplane and they're flying back. And then... Um, okay, can I pause there? Because I want to tell you about Stuttgart. Oh, okay. It's in Germany. It's in the the southeast of Germany. Um, um, kind of halfway between Frankfurt and Switzerland. Okay. And it is where Mercedes and Porsche are headquartered. And they have museums there. So if I went there, I'd totally go to car museums. <laughs> You should also go to, I don't know if it's in Stuttgart, but where they make BMWs and Mini Coopers. No, Volvos. Um, I think it's Volvo that, um, like, the tax is, like, weird about buying them from overseas. And, like, um, when you buy the expensive ones, they'll, like, fly you out to drive it around on their test track so that you can, like, say that you've driven it and you own it. And then you don't have to pay the tax because you bought it. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, so then Captain America, they get him on the ship, lightning strikes, and Loki oh, gets scared. On, 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 the, on the, the jet plane, not yeah, on the not aircraft, on the airship. carrier, yeah. air, air, airship. There's a lot of different planes in this movie. and They spend most of the time in the air, I believe, in this movie. Yep. Um, and so Loki gets all nervous, and they're like, oh, you're afraid of a little lightning? And he's like, I'm just not too fond of what comes after. And then suddenly Thor is on top of the plane. And then Iron Man opens the cargo doors. And Thor is just like in the plane suddenly. (laughs) And he grabs Loki and then jumps out the plane. And then Iron Man goes to chase him down. And Captain America's like, wait, we need a plan. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) we need a plan of attack. My plan is to attack. Super stupid line. (laughs) Oh my God, it's like. I'd say it's the worst line in this movie. It might but be. There are some pretty dumb lines in this movie. Um. So yeah. So like, Iron Man just like jumps out the back, mm-hmm. and then Captain America grabs a parachute. Yeah. Because he can't fly. But then Romanoff's like, 
these guys are basically gods. Like, calm down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> like, clearly he's here because, like, he kind of wants to take care of his own business. Yeah. Also, I know Captain America is the star-spangled man with the plan and, like, is very brave and just wants to do what's right. But, like, literally the guy summoned lightning, like, 30 seconds ago. I'd yeah. be like, all right, I'll back off. Yeah, but, like, I also, he's also just chasing after Iron Man, who's being, like a, like, a dick. Yeah. Um, can we take a moment here to talk about Captain America's costume? Oh, my God. It's a stupid. Why didn't he just come into this thing shirtless? Right? Well, like, so the body proportions on it are still good, but he's, like, not as sexy as, like, in World War Two when he was just wearing that leather jacket and, like, had the little, like, star on his chest. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, basically, like, fully covers his body from, like, wrist to ankles to, like, neck. And, and it has this, like, like a hood. Yeah. It's, like, cloth. Like, it feels like Iron Man is wearing this suit of armor. Mm-hmm. And Captain, Captain America. America is wearing, like, a shirt. Yeah. That, I mean, like, it's probably, like, Kevlar. It doesn't look like anything. I mean, maybe they just made it so that Chris Evans wouldn't be, like, sweating yeah. bullets. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, he, you still see, like, his awesome shoulder-to-waist ratio and how great his butt is in it. But it's ugly. And the color is a little too bright and comic booky. Yeah. And then the fucking helmet thing, like, yeah, completely like covers his get, ears. Yeah, like, helmet. <laughs> no. Like, it's not going to protect his head. He's, like, a... He like even though he's been injected with secret super serum, yeah, he still has like a normal skull, and you're gonna give him like well, I don't know if he has a normal skull. I want to go with he has a. Normal he skull. takes falls out of windows on like third stories very well. Okay, that's true. Okay, he's still he still was born a human, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> true. And then you're just going to cover that with some cloth yeah. that covers. It, it looked like rubber almost. Yeah. And then it had the little wings of, who's that, Artemis? I don't know. It's, this is not my area of expertise. Ask me more about the Navy. No. He's the Greek god of, like, delivering the mail. <laughs> um, he's the one with the shoes that have the wings on them. And I think he, like, brings the day and the night. Um, Artemis was a woman, wasn't it? Who the fuck? Maybe it was a Roman god? Hermes. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. He's the messenger of God, and he was real fast because he had wings on his shoes. Yeah. So Captain America had those little wings on his ears. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why either. Because it's the comic book costume. That's what it is. His face is covered in a comic book, and then, like, in a comic book, it has, like, but they're like actual wings that like protrude from his head. Yeah. So, but in this in this instance, they were just like indented into the suit. Yeah, they're just like it was really stupid looking, just like decals. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Um. So yeah, he he looks under equipped for every fight. Yes. But Thor's suit was ugly too. Thor's suit was ugly. It wasn't the one from his movie. No. But it wasn't one of the new ones where he's yeah. like visibly shirtless almost. Yeah, it's like it's like somebody 
took his other costume and was like, you know what would be great on this? Some random pieces of <laughs> pleather, of yeah. silver pleather. And it like, it was and really long wavy. in the torso. Like it seemed elongated. It, it looked weird. I didn't like it. And he didn't have his little like, uh, like fish scale chainmail arms for like ninety percent of the movie, yeah. and then they and just then suddenly, they suddenly appear. <laughs> that he had sleeves. Yeah. I'm assuming you enjoyed his arms when they were not not they covered. weren't that nice yet. It was still like early Chris. I'm like they were like nice, obviously, but like oh my god, they weren't like I eat six chickens a day. Nice. Yeah. You are so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once I've seen what he can look like, I don't want to go back. I don't know. I just got to say that I can put my fingers around your wrist. <laughs> and I got lady fingers. I bet I could fit Chris Hemsworth's whole hand in my mouth. <laughs> and I'm willing to find out. Will you tell him my joke? <laughs> <laughs> because you shouldn't. He's heard it already. <laughs> I bet I will be sore, though, if I put his whole hand in my mouth. I bet you will be. <laughs> but yeah, so that all happened. And then. Um, let's, oh, okay. So, so, okay. Back to the plot. Let's take a break from the plot for a second. All right. So this movie came out in 2012. May 4th, to be specific. How much do you think it made domestically? Oh, no, wait. We start with how much do you think it cost? Okay. I saw a fake little explosion. And then a lot of, uh, a lot of, okay. A lot of actors. Mm -hmm. They seem expensive. Mm -hmm. Like no fireworks. Just one fake little mushroom cloud that seemed to be pasted on to a, a, building as it was like collapsing sort of <laughs> so i'm feeling like actor budget really high fireworks budget not as high fireworks budget almost zero but um, um cgi budget really high yes so i'm gonna say that this cost as much as iron man i will give you a hint with the exception of, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, when this came out, I believe it was the most expensive movie ever made. Did it cost more than The Fifth Element? How much did that... The Fifth Element cost? I don't know. I find out. <laughs> you found out. Because that used to be the most expensive movie, and that had, like, a lot of explosions, but not really many firework explosions, and lots of CGI, and, like, lots of gasoline fires. <laughs> Well, The Fifth Element came out, like, a full decade before. Yes, it did. Um, and it was such a better movie. Agreed. The Fifth Element cost, according to this Google result, less than half. As much. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this cost twice as much, twice as, much as The Fifth Element. Mm -hmm. Crap. I have no frame of reference for this anymore. Okay. A hundred and... $50 million. Nope. More. $300 million. Slightly less. $268 million. <laughs> 220 Okay. 
Uh, how much do you think it made domestically? A whole lot of money, because people really like to watch teams of people fight each other. That is true. Um, $310 million. Almost more than double that. What? Yeah. It made $623 million domestically. But it's so bad. And then foreign, it made another $895 million. For a grand total of one billion five hundred eighteen million eight hundred twelve thousand. Okay, I'm just gonna go with a billion dollars isn't what it used to be. <laughs> a billion and a half. If this thing made a billion and a half. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was also um one of the first movies to crack a billion dollars, not adjusted actually was it the first no, was that that was Avatar. Uh not adjusted for inflation to crack a billion dollars. Okay, clearly I don't know anything, and I'm terrible at guessing how much movies cost and made. Now, I so I'm good at it because of this movie, because I always remember that it cost $220 million, and that was just like an obscene amount. So whenever a movie costs like anywhere near that much, I'm like, this is going to be a really expensive movie. It's okay. very rare. The only movies that tend to cost more than that are the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, because they actually build the boats. Uh-huh. And have fireworks and gasoline fires. Flamethrowers. Johnny and, Depp. And Johnny Depp. Although I feel like. And Kira Knightley. Robert Downey Jr. might make more than him. Um, just maybe. I don't know. Because he just makes a lot of money. And I don't know why. It's people love Iron Man. But he makes so much money. I'm going to go with because people love Iron Man. I love Iron Man. You don't love Iron Man. <laughs> no, I do not love Iron Man. <laughs> Felix should run the soundboard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so have all the people who just jumped out of that plane landed yet? No. Thor and Loki land first, and Thor's scolding him, and he's like, you're going to come home because I still love you, but you're being a little asshole. And then Loki's like, ha ha ha, I'm going to be a king. And then Iron Man lands, and he punches Thor in the head. He like He like swoops in and like, Body slams them. Yeah. And then so they go and fight and Loki's just like eating popcorn watching it from the cliff. And then like they're fighting for a while. And then like 30 minutes later, it feels like Captain America finally parachutes down and he throws his shield at them. And he's like, enough. It takes a while to parachute. That's true. But I feel like in one movie, his movie, Captain America, First Avenger, he just like dives out of a plane without a parachute and he's fine. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I thought he had a parachute. Maybe. Because why would, why would you do that without a parachute? Because he's a super soldier. Um, I think he had a parachute. I think he just dove out of the plane because they were like, we're going to get you closer. And he was like, you can't risk coming closer in the right. airplane. Well, whatever. He should have done now, the skydiver thing so he'd go faster because he took a real long time. They basically destroy the whole forest. They destroy the forest once he gets there. <laughs> Just relax. Okay. Then Thor and Iron Man fight. And then Captain America comes down and says, stop fighting you guys. But first I'll have to fight you. So you stop fighting. And then they actually stop fighting. Yes. And then they capture Loki and they put him in a fishbowl on top of the... I- <laughs> Which... I know it's supposed to be like a plot twist 
even though it's like so cliche and been done in every movie since this one and probably a couple beforehand that like the bad guy wants to get caught. But they should have been on to this when Loki didn't escape while they were fighting for like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like he could have just left. Yeah. Like I took off guys. Yeah. Yeah. But then like the, just the next scene he's in jail and they're all back on the aircraft carrier. Yeah, but, like, what do you do if you know that the bad guy wants to get caught and you're going to catch him? Murder them. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Tie them up? Yeah. So, they put him in the fishbowl jail cell in Mm -hmm. the middle of the aircraft carrier, which is designed, if you hit the glass, to drop you down. Mm -hmm. This, This design of this thing really isn't, doesn't make super a lot of sense. Because, um... Because Nick Fury comes in and says, you know, like, don't hit the glass. You know, like, what will happen if you hit the glass is that, you know, like, we're so many feet above the ground. And, like, the whole, like, fishbowl thing will just drop straight down. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't think you can survive that. And he was like, okay, sounds good. I'll just stay here being bored in this fish hole where, or this fish bowl, a fish hole would be something different. I'm supposing that's where you fish for fish. Yeah. It's a fishing hole. Um, Ice fishing. But I, yeah. (laughs) But I don't know where he's going to the bathroom because it's like completely clear and like. Well, so also in the beginning, when they press the button, it opens up like a little like aperture door. And then, like, all the air and, like, suction is blowing in. Yeah. But if the fishbowl was directly above that and it was cylindrical as we see it is later, then the air wouldn't come in. Yeah, I was assuming the hole was slightly bigger than the the fishbowl. But it's on rails. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It was dumb. Yeah, and, like, the, the fact that, like, and he was like, this... You know, he's like, your jail cell can't hold me. And he's like, this was designed to hold something much, like, bigger than you. And, like, it was designed to hold the Hulk. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's a stupid design for the Hulk because your your plan is not to kill Bruce Banner by, if he hits the wall, which he's going to clearly do if he's yeah. the Hulk, to shit him out of your airplane. <laughs> and, like, we've seen many, many times that the Hulk does not die from falling from a great height. Yeah, but that's, like, well... What's the furthest we've seen the Hulk fall? From an airplane. Oh, we have? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now you've just dropped the Hulk in a container. (laughs) Special delivery. I don't know. (laughs) It's really stupid. Um, Yeah. But, (laughs) so, like, he's in the little glass fishbowl, and um, Captain America is like, oh, no, no, Uh, Iron Man is talking to Banner. And he's like, I don't trust S.H.I.E.L.D. They're up to something. Yeah. Nick Fury's in, up to something. Yeah. I put my my spy virus into their computer system so that I can look at all their stuff. Because mm-hmm. clearly, like, they're not telling us ev- everything. And he and, and um, Bruce Banner is like, yeah, okay. I'm just trying to, to find, like the damn tesseract right. stop like kind of stop bothering me but, but also not. like i agree with you yeah yeah and captain america's in there and he's kind of like just like 
I'm I'm a soldier. I follow orders, and you guys are being pains in the butts. Which and makes like, me hate him so much that he's just following orders. Yeah, I like that's like, but he has this- the number one like character trait to make me dislike a character is when they're like, "I'm a soldier. I just follow orders. I do whatever anyone tells me." I'm like, "You're stupid." Yeah, but I mean, like he's more like the like they know what they're they're talking about. Yeah, he does actually go looking after it. But he, like, gives them shit about it. And they have yeah. their little quippy, like, like, oh, you're not so big out of your suit. And it's like, oh, well, you're just, yeah, they you just came from a bottle. And, and Iron Man, like, specifically, like, pokes Bruce Banner <laughs> with, like, a electrical, I like, like spiky. You like that part? I was like, you are the biggest <laughs> asshole. He's so annoying. He's so annoying. <laughs> I love it. Like. <laughs> why do you love that I wait know. i know why because you're super annoying <laughs> exactly why am i doing this right now <laughs> tony's my idol oh my god minus the like alcoholism and like being mean to pepper although i'd be mean to pepper because she seems like the kind of girl that would subscribe to goop maybe she's an evil genius who's the kind of person who invented goop <laughs> And is making money off of suckers. That's even worse. Like, can't you just see that? Like, she's got, like, enough money, but she, like, feels underappreciated by Tony. So then she, like, turns to crystals and, like, expensive selves on the internet. There are so many times during this podcast where I don't know how to respond to you. (laughs) So you think that Pepper Potts, the character, would totally be into goop? Yep. So, therefore, if you were Tony Stark, you would totally be mean to Pepper Potts. Mm-hmm. You've just invented a circular argument <laughs> where you're mean to women. <laughs> well, and you have I turned suppose yourself into an asshole. <laughs> if I was Tony Stark, I wouldn't be such an awful boss slash boyfriend. And okay. so then she wouldn't be so stressed out that she has to go on the internet and buy crystals. Okay. <laughs> Much better statements. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, they have their little bickering match, but then they all continue to do their own research into, like, what S.H.I.E.L.D.'s hiding. And um, while they're doing that, uh, Romanoff is, like, going to Loki, and she's like, where's Clint? And then, like, tries to pretend that she's all sympathetic and, like, has this dark history, which she actually does. We'll later learn. Um, Don't we learn it right now? I mean, sort of. Oh, but like just she's being more deceptive. Okay. Um, and Loki, Loki, yeah, she's like, you know, she feels like she owes a debt to mm-hmm. Agent Clint Hawkeye, and so she's like, you know, like she knows that he's on, she's he's under uh, Loki's spell, and he's like, you know, don't kill him once you're done with them. Yeah. Let him go. He saved my life by not like murdering me. Side note, the term is eagle eye, and hawks and eagles are not the same bird. Just throwing that out there. His name is Hawkeye. <laughs> I know, but I assume that's like a play on like, he's got like good vision. Yeah. But like, in the common vernacular, you wouldn't say he got eyes like a hawk. You'd say eagle eye. Yeah. Yep, that's very true. But you do say watching you like a hawk. I yep. Suppose. So that could be that. You're hungry and want to eat some rodents. Yeah. 
But that seems more like a vulture. No, vultures just wait until you're dead. <laughs> but they're the ones that circle. Do hawks like circle? No, they watch you and then they scoop you up while you're still alive. Right. Hawks are smaller than eagles, right? Generally speaking, yes. What, like, what other bird questions do you have for me? Don't we have a hawk that's like one of our birds? Like our state bird? Our state bird's a loon. But I feel like there's like a, a, a hawk that's very prevalent here. The red-tailed hawk? Maybe. Is very prevalent here. And yes. then the bald eagle's like America bird? <laughs> yes. I don't know why I'm off on this tangent. Um, so, Hawkeye. <laughs> I know nothing about birds' visions, really. <laughs> so, I can't speak to you about who has the better vision, the hawks or eagles or any other bird. I've, don't owls have, like, notoriously bad vision? No. And they use, like, sonar? Uh, owls can see in the dark. That's what it is. <laughs> can all birds? Can all, no. <laughs> I don't know anything about, I don't like birds. Anyways. <laughs> um, you talk about them a lot. <laughs> I do know that they're predominantly left-handed. Oh my god! As we learned in Iron Man 2. Okay, continuing on. And a side note about hawks and birds. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Romanoff's like, yeah, I killed a bunch of people. And Loki's like, you're garbage. You think that you're special, but I'm I'm not after you. I'm after something much bigger. Um, basically just recycling the same thing that Nick Furry said to him earlier. And then she like stops pretend crying and turns around and she's like, Oh, so you're you want to unleash the Hulk. Okay, thanks. And then he's like all frazzled because he just got totally deceived. And uh-huh. so then she calls. So so she does have a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and so she intercoms like Nick or Hill or somebody she's like he's after banner get him out of lab keep him safe and then this is when all the avengers start fighting with each other because they have different ideologies and then like i think it was also like i so i don't know if i missed it or if i just made this up in my head but in like previous viewings i always interpreted it as like like they don't get along because of their differing ideologies but like that being in the presence of Loki's spear was like making them be more aggressive and that's why like Banner just like ends up with it in his hand without realizing it like he's about to shank someone um okay I don't know if that's accurate or not or if they were just fighting and then he like grabbed it subconsciously because the Hulk is angry I don't know but they fight and they're all arguing and Nick Fury is like you need to step out of the room because you're gonna Hulk out and he's like no I'm not I'm in control. And then they're like, Clint, put down, or not Clint, uh, Bruce, put down the spear. Yeah, my interpretation was that that Loki was seating everybody with things to be angry about. Like, Tony Stark is always angry about stuff and, mm-hmm. like, suspicious of everybody and, like, you know, like, I'm not going to pick up my phone and, like, you're not telling me the whole story. And he, like, immediately released the virus to, like, do stuff, mm-hmm. stuff. but he also... um. Like, he also was kind of, like, saying stuff to, like, other people. And, like, everybody was discussing things. And, like, everything was going everywhere. But, like, that's kind of what happens yeah. in organizations when, like, you restrict the flow of information as people, like, start talking. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, like, you're not holding the fate of the world in your hands. 
Well, and they are a spy organization. And so it's fair to assume that they're hiding things. Yeah, and it's fair to assume that they're hiding things, but they are also employing a bunch of spies. Like, yeah. how are, like if they're really invested in it, how are they not going to want to look? Mm-hmm. And, like, you yeah. do want them to be invested in it, sort of, but, like, you also don't want them to, like, have all that information if they get captured. But since everybody's, like, super... Mm-hmm. Why would they not? Uh, why would they ever get captured and like give up any secrets? Exactly. Since they can just like break a chair and like hang people from chains. Well, and because Iron Man's like, I can't operate at full capacity if I don't understand the full situation and I don't have all the information and all the variables. And I'm like, yeah, that's how science works. <laughs> um, a jet approaches, which they just think is like a jet, and they're like, hey, dude. I don't see you on the schedule. Oh, yeah. What's your cargo? No. What's your haul? And every time someone uses that word, I just think of YouTubers. Oh. And their haul videos and they go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we're carrying arms or something. And then it's really just Hawkeye who like, mm-hmm. and they come to attack the whole building like, and rescue, rescue Loki. And then they do. Mm-hmm. Can we please skip this part? Sure. Okay, it's pretty, it's pretty boring. Oh, we totally skipped over the reason they were fighting, though, which is because Tony discovered what phase two is, and it's to harness the power of the Tesseract to make energy weapons, like Hydra. That is not what they were fighting about. They were just fighting. No, they were fighting before she talked to Loki, and then... He, because he wanted to do the research, but then after he discovers it, and oh. that's when, um, oh, yeah, Nick cause... comes in and he's like, Oh, really? You're not hiding anything from us? And he shows him like the blueprints for the weapons. No, he doesn't show him the blueprints for the weapons. It's Captain America just like goes in and looks. No, that happens too. Yes. But Iron Man discovers it too. Yes, they all discover it, and it's, and he shows and... him the blueprints. Yeah, but it's not like they were fighting before that. Were they? Yes. They were all fighting. It doesn't matter. Like, this is so... There's a lot of fighting internally. You know what? This reminds me of some other heroes that were were fighting for no particular reason. (laughs) If only everybody's mother shared the same name, like Martha (laughs) or Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well... So, all of this fighting about their ideologies is actually very important to the lore moving forward? No. Because no. this. No, it's not. It is. Because. Because um, I wasn't paying attention to that scene because it was so dumb. You missed out. So, Nick Furry, when they criticize him for wanting to make the energy weapons because that's what Hydra did. Um, and obviously, Captain America has PTSD about that. Um, he says, Nick Fury. Um, oh, he uses this excuse, which is, we made weapons because when Thor and that destroyer thing came to Earth, we realized that we were way outgunned mm-hmm. and that we are not the only things in this universe. Yes. So we need to build a bigger gun. And Iron Man vehemently disagreed. Did he? Well, I mean, they all kind of did. They were not on his side. But... That will become a very big point in the next Avengers film. Crap. Actually, 
I think Captain America Winter yeah, Soldier no, is first. No, I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> you are so excited for Age of Ultron. I was not excited for Age of Ultron. I said the Age of Aquarius is the only age <laughs> I recognize, and that's not a movie. Isn't that an ABBA song? It's a song. I don't know who it's by. Because they did not sing that Mamma Mia 2 if it's an ABBA song. Um, they uh, like recover from the attack after Clint leaves with Loki. And uh, Cutie Face Colburn gets stabbed in the heart and dies. Wait, hold on. Sorry. I'm going back. Where? Okay. Nope. I'm just learning about the regular old age of Aquarius. <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet. Now I just... God damn it. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're done with this. Yes. So... Then there's lots of fighting that goes on. Yeah. And Q-Face Colburn's dead. Yeah. Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk. So they have to like... Natasha sprains her ankle. Does she? Yeah. I don't remember that at all. She gets like crushed under debris. That is not what a sprain is. I'm pretty sure her ankle is sprained after it gets crushed under, like, steel beams. Okay, that is... Okay, crushing is like a fracture. Spraining is when you when you stretch something. Yeah, she twisted it. And she fell down. I mean, maybe it's also broken. I don't know. Okay. I'm not do a you, Do you see her doctor around later? <laughs> not a pediatrician, a... Podiatrist. That one. (laughs) I need to start with a P. (laughs) I I get words like that confused all the time. I'm like, it begins with this letter, so it must be this thing. Um, So, yeah. I'm just looking for... Oh, that's also a good foreshadowing moment. I'm sure that none of this was actually foreshadowing at the time, but you can view it that way looking back because... So, she's the one that gets sent to bring Bruce in, right? And then they get trapped together and he hulks out and she's trying to calm him down, but she's unsuccessful at it. Uh But in the future, she becomes the only one that can calm him down. Oh, maybe it's because she's a lady. And she needs a purpose because she doesn't have superpowers. Her superpower is getting people to talk. (laughs) (laughs) And breaking chairs and hanging people. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so they're fighting and then she gets fucked up. So then Thor takes over for her and is like punching the Hulk around. Oh, with his hammer. Yep. And then Thor can't lift her. The Hulk can't lift up the hammer and he's confused by it. Um, and then uh, they throw him out the window. And, or no, they shoot at him with the guy with the 180 degree <laughs> airplane <laughs> jet propulsion. Oh, yeah. And so then Hulk jumps on his jet and then, like, the guy tries to self-eject himself, and Hulk, like, grabs his ejector seat and, like, throws him. And then he falls out of the sky, and that's when he's naked. And then... Uh, he lands on a warehouse. Yeah. And then the... The, the, the janitor should have been the Stanley cameo. Yeah. Like, well, it was... Yeah. That would have been a really good cameo, because he has a couple lines where he, like, asks him if he's an alien... Um, when he lands, he lands like naked in the middle of this this warehouse, and he comes in on a pile of brick, and like mm-hmm. the security guard comes in and is like, "Hey, feel 
fall pretty hard and you were pretty buck ass naked and then I, I I brought you some jeans I thought they wouldn't fit until you like got real small are you an alien and he was like no and he's like did I hurt anybody he's like no there's nobody around to hurt I just guard this empty warehouse I know. it's like you're not an alien I gotta tell you you got a condition son yeah <laughs> like, that would have been a good Stanley yeah um, said they put it as as something else. I thought either that or the like the German man who stands up would have been a good Oh yeah. Job. Oh also we skipped past it. Um the uh scene where Tony is given the file, uh, when Colson gives him the file on everybody and he like puts up the little video that's like clips from all the other movies. Total parallel to Batman versus Superman when Wonder Woman watches the clips from all the other movies of the other superheroes. <laughs> Except for it was a lot less stupid than it was in that movie. Um, I don't remember <laughs> that at all. Um, okay, so, back. yeah. Um, so then, like, I don't know what happens with Thor. He, like, oh, he falls out of this plane, too. He's in, like, a field with some daisies. Um... Oh, yeah, it was real pretty. There were some daisies and some yeah. goldenrod. I don't remember why he fell out of the plane. And then, um, so it's just Captain America and Iron Man who are fixing the propeller, and they're, like, dealing with some bad guys, but they get it fixed. And so then they go back in, and Nick Fury's, like, gives them um, Coulson's Captain America trading cards, but he, like, puts fake blood on them, or maybe it's real blood, who knows? Um, and like guilt trips them and he's like he died for you guys you need to get your shit together and then tony walks off because he's real sad about it and he's like he was gonna date this cellist and she lives in portland um yeah yeah i was like bullshit <laughs> you are just glad he's dead he has so a heart make eyes at pepper Potts. we have proof that tony stark has a heart yeah um, <laughs> still glad that he can't make eyes at Pepper Potts. You know you're a bad boyfriend. But then Maria Hill is like, Sir, Colson's trading cards were not in his pocket. They were in his locker. And he's yeah. like, they just needed the push. And so then uh, they go to New York because uh, Tony has uh, the revelation. On. Because when, when, uh, when Colson is like... Presumably dying because he got stabbed in the chest. Mm -hmm. He's like, it's okay if I die. They need something to. And you were like, something to avenge. But like, really? They were always named Project Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's why they weren't being good at it because they didn't have anything to avenge. They were being sucky at it because they were sucky at it <laughs> and they were fighting with each other a lot for like no real reason. Oh, you're going to love Civil War. <laughs> no one going to love it. I don't want to give that... I, yeah. No, you know I think that's stupid already. I can tell by the name. You like the Civil War. I, I like the American Civil War. Yeah. I liked it in the fact that it freed all the slaves. Sure. And, <laughs> and brought, about the, it. brought the Union back together. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and it brought me my favorite president who made permanent peace with Canada. Grant? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, then 
they go to New York to start because Tony realizes that he needs like a stable energy source to run the test rack. Stark realizes that Loki needs a stable energy source. And the best one is like that reactor core. Well, I was going to say that that glowing phallus. (laughs) It's not a phallus, it's a ring. No, the the building is oh, Alice. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> With his name on it, because it turns out that Loki's and Tony are exactly exactly alike. Yeah, they're both narcissists. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, he'd want he'd want to seem godly. He'd want like a shining monument to the sky with his name on it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I have one of those. So they go there. And Dr. Selvig's on the roof, and he is uh, setting up what is our first official. Sky beam. has a big-ass sky beam. And it opens a portal in the sky that goes to outer space. It does. Hold on, I gotta see. Okay. So, what happens after that? Oh, before that, uh, Tony and Loki are having a nice chat over a drink because oh, Tony right. just flies into his apartment where Loki is because he's having like the sky beam set up. And he's like, Can I offer you a drink? And Loki's like, No, you creeper. And <laughs> Tony's like, Well, I'm going to have one. And he's secretly putting on these, these bracelets, which are really like power, both one power bracelets mm-hmm. that somehow protect him with energy from being touched by the mind stone inside the mind control energy s- scepter sphere. No, that's not what it was. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't get mind controlled because Loki puts it in the middle of their chest and Tony has the arc reactor in his chest. I thought it was because of the bracelets. <laughs> no. Is it because it's just the arc reactor yeah, is hard? And that's what like, makes like the dink sound. I got that that was the dink sound, but I just assumed that it was because there was something else going on and they kind of planned to protect him better than that. Then just be like, no, it touches you and you can't do it rather than it needs to touch you in the middle of your chest. Yeah, it has to make skin contact. Yeah, but when you just be like, let me touch you on your neck or your face or like your forehead where your fucking like <laughs> brain is. <laughs> you know, he's not that smart. The bracelets were just like for his new suit to uh, GPS to his body. Yeah, I got that. I thought they were for both because he was secretly putting them on because I was like, that would have been really smart. I think it would have been they smart. they were also talking about like... Loki wouldn't be able to touch him because it's pure energy. But I guess maybe that's just because he had the arc yeah. reactor, and so the arc reactor and like all of Tony might not have been able to be touched because yeah. that was most very, very uh, high level energy. I don't know. It just seemed like a big risk if you weren't sure. Yeah. That you wouldn't be able to be mind controlled, especially but that's Tony. when you're. <laughs> yeah, but kind of an asshole and he's fighting on a team and you're like potentially giving the enemy a huge weapon yeah but it would have been smart if he had convinced him to get a drink and like roofied him yeah and then but of course like up. he doesn't have human biology you don't know well 
Uh, that would have been great. Thor, Thor knows about. Yeah. Thor knows about as guardian drugs. Yeah, he had that drink that he gave to Stanley, and he passed out. Oh wait, that's in the next movie. That's in like, Ultron. <laughs> I'm spoiling Stanley cameos. Wait, is Stanley an Asgardian no. in that? Okay, then whatever. I'm assuming they do drugs in Asgard, <laughs> right? I don't know. Maybe ask. That's what makes the, that's what makes the pizza party so good. <laughs> but yeah, so Tony doesn't get mind controlled, and then. Loki's like, I'm not going to drink with you. And Tony's like, I'm going to threaten you because we're the Avengers and we have a Hulk. And I don't know why, but everyone really loves that line. And I don't think it's that clever. Oh, the, the, I have an army. I have a Hulk. Yeah. It's oh, like it is not that clever. One of the most all. quoted lines. And I'm just like, it's not that clever. It's not that clever. It's terrible. And I don't like the Hulk. <laughs> I don't care. No, nobody likes the Hulk. That's why that movie didn't make any money. Uh, but so yeah, then the, um, Loki throws him out the window, and he would have been dead. Um, and then, but the suit flies to him with his yeah, bracelets. He still would have been dead. Like that pane of glass would have murdered him. Um, yeah, but so he gets his suit on, and then, like at the very last minute, and then has to like jet propulse himself, like inches away from civilians on the ground. Yeah, where like where like pebbles are like flying towards civilian faces. Yeah. Like shards of glass are falling like 30 stories. Yeah. Um so that's happening and then uh is it around then when like the aliens start coming through? Yeah. Yeah, so like I call them there's big sea turtle like <laughs> flying dragon things. Yep. And there are regular soldier guys, and there are soldier guys on flying skidoos. Yep. And that's pretty and much- So I every time I watch this movie I try to like see it, but it's always moving so fast and like bad CGI at times. Um but from what I gather about the <laughs> flying skidoos it's like a guy in the front with it like strapped to his head <laughs> and he's chained to it. And then another guy is like actually riding it and shooting. Yeah, I, I got that there were two guys on it. And, and I was confused because I was like, is it like one guy is riding it like it's an animal, like it's a horse? Right? And like the horse is deciding where to go, like the um, the giant sea turtle dragons mm-hmm. are actual animals, or is it like a guy and then another guy and then like a piece of machinery and flash another animal? I have no idea. But like, because oh. when Scarlett Johansson jumps on, she like stabs the front guy in his shoulder blades, and then she can like steer him. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes no sense. Yeah, instead of just like throwing him off and like taking the steering wheel, which made me think, I don't oh, think there is not. a steering wheel because he's like connected by his face. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's not a thing. It's like a horse. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, so this battle, I swear to God, the third act of all of these movies is just like, like my eyes glaze over. It's just like they're punching each other, and it's just so much punching. Oh yeah, yeah, and the plan is. <laughs> yeah, so they it's 
<laughs> yeah, it's so boring. It is. Okay, so I will summarize this part as best I can. So this is what happened. So the first sea turtle thing comes through. <laughs> they defeat it because they get Bruce Banner to hulk out and like punch it. And then they're like, oh, now it's dead. And then Loki's like, send in more things. Mm-hmm. And then like three or four more giant things come in. And then they're like, oh, there's more, huh? He wasn't lying about that army thing. And so they're like, well, let's split up. We got to have some people on the ground. We got to have some people like, you know, let's get the regular cops in their police hats and then their their baseball caps that say <laughs> NYPD directing traffic away from, you know, away from the streets and like down underground to the subway tunnels. So like people aren't on the streets getting killed by like, you know, soldier guys and falling bricks and buildings and things like that because, um, just the giant things are like just scraping away at buildings. Yeah. The property damage. The property damage is huge. And so um so the plan is Iron Man's gonna go up on top of the building and so is somebody else who can fly and everybody else is gonna stay on the ground and do some weird stuff and like uh There's a Hawk- whole lot of Hawkeye. Hawkeye who can who's now better. Can shoot at things. Oh, because uh, Black Widow punched him in the head really hard. Yep. Black Widow is going to take the tiniest guns, I think, that they've had in their arsenal <laughs> and shoot at guys. But she's also very good because, like, the soldier guys have, like, staff things. And so she'll steal their staffs and, like, energy beam shoot them and mm-hmm. cut them with those staffs. So, like, you know, she's better off having no weapons and using their weapons. She also them. has taser bracelets that somehow don't electrocute herself. Oh, I was totally missing the taser bracelets. Yeah, she like okay. punches a guy in the neck and it like tases him. Oh. <laughs> I just thought she was really kind of punching, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like these people who... You are people and can't fly and Captain America is like a person who can't fly. It's so, like they get like... Ground patrol mm-hmm. of fighting off regular, regular soldier guys who also can climb walls. Um, Captain America because he can fly gets like sky patrol along with uh, Thor because he can hammer throw fly, <laughs> and then um, and then the Hulk just smashes things. Mm-hmm. And the direction is just and Hulk you smash, and so he smashes things. Yeah, um, but he's like. Very purposeful with his smashing. Yeah, it's not, and like, he wild. also can like just jump up buildings. Yeah, and, like jumps up the the Chrysler Tower and just like hangs on it like he's King Kong, <laughs> and then like jumps up and like hangs out with Loki in um in Tony's penthouse, where like Loki gives him a speech about like I am a demigod, and then like Hulk just smashes him around like he's a rag doll. People love that scene too. Yeah. Um, That's pretty fun. Yeah, so they're all fighting things, and then, then Romanoff is like, you know, this is useless unless we can close the portal. And she's like, I'm gonna go up there and uh, and see what I can do to help the, close the portal because I don't know why they think they can close the portal. Meanwhile, um, so she so she jumps up on a skidoo using a boost from Captain America. Yeah, and totally rips her arm out of her socket and probably the rest of her body parts. Yeah. 
Um, meanwhile, Nick Fury is uh, discussing with the council people oh, yeah. that um, they want to nuke New York. They don't have faith in the Avengers. To uh, yeah, and I um, I have you have so many problems with this, and I have problems with this because like if you have a weapon that's supposedly like more energy than everything else why would you think that like introducing more energy (laughs) and a nuclear bomb is gonna destroy it (laughs) also nick's like let my people try to handle it and they're like they're already there yeah you know i'm not gonna send in a bomb to wipe out you know, like the most populous city in the United States until I know that my people can't handle it, like give mm-hmm. them a chance to try. Um, and and they override Nick's orders and send out a, a jet plane. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out a rocket launcher and shoots it down. Yep. <laughs> but then they already sent another one. <laughs> yep. I don't understand because it's like, first of all, they're not just going to nuke American soil. But second of all, the bad guys are coming from outer space, from a portal in the sky. So what is dropping a bomb on the ground going to do? Half the giant turtle dragons fly. (laughs) Like, they're not even going to be affected by the nuke. They might get some radiation. But like... Yeah. It was a really uh, dumb plan. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe if the Tesseract was actually destroyed, it would close the portal. I but guess. I don't know. Anyway, Romanoff's on her way up to yeah. the top of Star Tower. She gets up there and then she's talking to Selvig, who's, who's like better? Well, sort of better. I don't know what's going on, but like they're having a conversation where she's saying, it's okay, it's not your fault, you didn't know what you were doing, you were being manipulated and mind-controlled, which is, like, the most obvious form of mind-control when it's, like, actually Mm mind-controlled. And he says, actually, I think I might have known what I was doing because I built in a a fail-safe. Right. You can stop this this portal thing with Loki's scepter, and it's, like, laying on the ground, so they grab it and and then I'm gonna go try to close it. Meanwhile, they have to deal with this nuke that's aimed at the city. So Iron Man like grabs it and like throws it up the portal's asshole, and then like rushes back. And then the Black Widow closes the thing, and then everybody's happy except their city is destroyed. And then, and then the end of, end of the movie. Are we done yet? <laughs> Well, so you skipped over Tony when he goes and throws the nuke through the portal. He sees the expanse in space and he sees all of the bad guys. And then he loses consciousness and falls. And everyone's like, oh my God, is he going to die? But also, there's a continuity issue because it's like Dr. Selvig says he built a failsafe to make it so that Loki's scepter could do it. But like, he shouldn't have had to do that because they're both Infinity Stones. So that's why it makes sense that the scepter could get through and nothing else can. Anyway. So I don't know that they're infinity stones yet. I don't think Joss Whedon did either. Okay, that makes um, sense. So yeah, Tony falls and then he's unconscious, but they wake him back up and he's like, 
did we get him? And they're like, yeah, it's over. And they're oh, like, yeah. he I get, want to go get a shawarma. He, get, he gets, he like, he's falling, but he doesn't hit the ground because who saves him? Hulk? Yeah. Or Thor? I don't remember. Thor was going to, and then Hulk just, like, jumps out of a building and grabs him, and I think. Him and catches him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he would have been saved by two people because now they're a team. They're a team. And so then, um, is that where it ends? Um, no, they like start to fix up New York and then they're all like going their separate ways. And then Nick's talking to the council again. And the council is pissed because they just sent Loki off to with Thor. They let them Asgard, go. Which Asgard. I'm like, isn't that. Better, like, we have extradition laws in our country. <laughs> like, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, like, and you couldn't really hold him when you had No. Him. Like, that seems reasonable. Like, they're probably going to be able to give him better pun- pun- punishment than we would be able to give him. Mm-hmm. We don't even know if we'd be able to, like, kill him if we tried. And certainly not hold him in a cell. Yeah. So, yeah, they go back to Asgard. He doesn't say hi to Jane Foster. She gets a little shout out earlier in the movie. Uh, Coulson tells him that, like, she's safe or something. Yep. Um, And then Iron Man, like, drives away in a fancy car, probably goes to, like, make out with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. And Captain America, I don't remember what happens to him. I don't even know if they showed him. <laughs> he just he's off somewhere and Bruce is back off somewhere. Uh-huh. And then they show some news clips where where this this is where that Stanley cameo mm-hmm. comes in. And then there's that girl who I like I was like, is she like because they kept like zooming in on this one extra during like she was like in one of the New York scenes before the battle started, and then they zoom in on her as like buildings are collapsing later. And then finally they pay off why they're giving this extra so much screen time because she does a little news interview and she's like, they're like a bunch of people that are like, should superheroes be allowed to exist? And she's like, Captain America saved my life. I just want to tell him thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. When, when she was on screen, she was, I was like, I have the biggest crush on Captain America now. <laughs> Um, but I don't she's like not a character I don't think like I don't think there's any relevance to her beyond this movie Um, Uh, she's wearing like a waitress yeah it would have made so much more sense to have her be like a love interest in the next Captain America movie or something Uh, but anyway so then it ends Uh and he's like we're not gonna monitor them they deserve a break but next time the world needs avenging (laughs) we'll call them and they'll all come. Mm-hmm. We don't need to keep tabs on them. You think you're the only superhero in the world? You're here with a mission, sir? Well, I guess that's worth a look. You know, and thank you, by the way, for listening. Rose. And then uh, post-credit scene, they're just eating shawarma. Yep. In a destroyed restaurant, because all of New York is demolished. Yep, and there are no words. No. That's it. So... What was your uh, favorite part? Oh my goodness, this is hard. <laughs> I didn't expect this to be that hard. Uh, I don't know, Felix, you have to go first. What was your favorite part? See, I never really liked this movie. I don't dislike it. Uh-huh. But like everyone thought it was the greatest thing ever. It was definitely not the greatest thing ever. And it's been everyone's favorite Avengers movie. 
at least up until this new one just came out. Wait, the new one hasn't come out yet, right? It has. Just part two hasn't. There's a part two? Yeah, that's what we're counting down to with our podcast. I thought that was what we're... I thought they were just different movies. I didn't think they were a part one and part two. Well, I hate when things happen so, when they split things up. So they, this is bullshit. The original plan was for it to be part one and part two, and now they've like gone back on that, and so the next one is not going to be called part two. It's going to have its own name, but like it's, it's really still going to be part two. Okay, so they fooled me with the not naming it part two, but it is a part two, and I'm going to yeah. hate it. Yeah, because um, like it ends... I'm not going to spoil it. We'll get there. Uh, side note for those that are either just joining us or uh, that have forgotten because we don't talk about it often. The way that we're releasing this podcast is that we are counting I don't down. Know if we've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I agree to this. We are watching every Marvel movie in order leading up to the release of Avengers Infinity War Untitled Possibly Part 2. So, stay tuned for that. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know. I just never really cared for this movie that much. And hence why I would have sex instead of watching it. And (laughs) so, I guess if I had to choose a favorite part, it would be... I like when Captain America and uh, Iron Man work together and when they argue. Seriously? Yeah, I like their dynamic. I... I hate Iron... Like, my least favorite part of this is Iron Man and how he, like, pokes at everybody. I love that. Oh, my God. He's my favorite character. I don't know why. Because he's, like... He's the most, like, realized, you know? Like, there's a lot going on with him. There is a lot going on. It's not all good. It's not all good. Most of it's not good, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but so much of it, it like it's not like it's not like there's no cause for it. It's just like him being an asshole because he can be. But that's the cause for it. He's a billionaire. He was born rich. He's a white man, middle aged. He's an asshole. <laughs> but yeah. he's also like super smart, so that makes him like more entitled. Yeah, so that doesn't make me like him. You that makes me hate him more. I like him just because, like, somebody needs to put him in his snarky place. And yeah, I don't know. I love it. Maybe he was like me because I'm snarky. Yeah. But you don't have an Iron Man suit or a billion dollars. I have neither of those <laughs> things. But Captain America says he knows uh, 10 guys that have none of those things but are worth more than Tony Stark. That's true. I thought it was also I liked like a good like little jab when Tony they're when they're fighting and Tony's like, There's nothing special about you. Everything that makes you special came out of a bottle. When like when we watch Captain America, there's the scene with Stanley Tucci where he's like, Just because we're giving you this stuff out of the bottle, what's really special about you and not all the other soldiers is that you've got a heart and a conscience. And like that's Captain America the whole thing. It's not really his punching ability. Although it's also that. Yeah. So what was okay. your favorite part? What was my favorite part? Um, I'm going to go with seeing some woman be confident in their jobs. <laughs> because. There was a no bad journalist. There's no bad journalist. 
Agent Hell seems pretty competent. Mm-hmm. Agent Romanoff seems pretty competent in the portion that she does every day when you make her fight some alien dudes. That she's less competent <laughs> because for some reason she got the tiniest guns. Yeah. I don't know why. Because they have to fit in her little thigh holster. <laughs> Give her a bigger thigh holster, for goodness sake. Um, so I'll go with that's my favorite part. Okay. What's your least favorite part? I just went over it. It was your favorite part. When everybody's an asshole and they fight each other. What's your least favorite part? I think just the third act. It's <laughs> just really boring. Oh my God, it was so bad. <laughs> and like, I can understand like it, it was probably like a really cool spectacle in 2012. Like seeing all that CG and the giant turtles. But like, <laughs> it's just real boring. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You were never a god. You were never even a man. Kill <laughs> on our on our famous scale of Batman versus Superman's. What would you rate this movie? Okay, I remember this movie being better than it was. I. I want to give it one and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. Everybody fought with each other and were assholes to each other. And then kind of got together in like the most boring fight <laughs> scene ever where they managed to like have a nuclear bomb and still be boring. <laughs> Destroy half of New York and still be boring. So yeah, I'm going with 1.5. Okay. Is that did you rate the Hulk higher than that? I think <laughs> I think the Hulk is the one where you forgot to ask me, so Mark gave it a default one. Hold on, let oh. me check. Uh, we may be doing a mini sode where we recap phase one before moving into phase two. Yeah, we gotta discuss that. Um and we'll take a look at where the first six movies stack up against each other, what that list of ratings are. I'm, oh my God, you might like. Oh, the, the Incredible Gahulka too. Wow. So the this Avengers. This one had very little geography too. They that's just true. mentioned places, but like not how they got places. Yeah. Oh, Iron Man 2 got one and a half. And Bruce showed up on a motorcycle but, like, we don't know where the warehouse was. Like, was he even in New York? Yeah. We do know that when Nick was like, get us over water, and then the guy was like, uh, our navigation systems are down. <laughs> he was like, is the sun rising? We'll put it on the left and go that way. And so that means that meant head south. So it could be, because on the eastern seaboard, New York is not in the south. On the eastern seaboard, heading south would put you over the ocean. So, If you were in New York? Like, if you were over, over upstate New York yeah. and you headed south. You'd be over the ocean. You, you would pass over New York City and then you would go over the ocean. Yeah. And then you'd go to Florida. And then you would go over the ocean more. Does Florida not jut out as far? It does not jut out that far. It juts out as far as uh, 
um, mid, uh, midway uh, through South Carolina. Okay. Well, yeah. There's not an, enough geography. There's a lot of fighting. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how you feel about Civil War because there's hate it. so much geography. Oh, I like geography, though. But also the main plot is that they're fighting with each other. Oh, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> I'm going to hate it. I don't think the geography is going to make up for it. Although I did like that I got to talk about aircraft carriers in this one. Oh, then you're going to like... Uh, Winter Soldier. No, I'm not. <laughs> there's a lot of aircraft carriers, and we get uh, more Sebastian Sand, our sweet cinnamon roll, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> um, is he fighting Captain America? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to hate it. Um, I'm, I'm going to hate it. Okay. So, can we go with yes. what did we learn? Um, Really not much. Like... This movie wasn't. This movie was like the orgasm at the end. <laughs> like there's just like a lot of buildup for five movies, and then this was just like an explosion on the screen, but like not a lot of substance. I don't know. Like we learned about the Chitari, I guess that'll be important in like ten movies. Yeah, they don't come back for a long while. Um, I learned that. Felix would rather have sex than watch the Avengers. <laughs> Absolutely. We learned about that Pepper Potts' name is not on the deeds to buildings that she builds. I, I learned that if you want to have a team, you should probably tell them stuff and not set them against each other. Or lie to them and or motivate them, them with false death icons. Yeah. Okay, so since this ends marks the end of phase one, we yeah. need to talk about what we're going to do next. Mm -hmm. Phase two. Okay. Like oh. the council demanded, <laughs> we begin phase two. Oh. So my least favorite thing about this movie is not actually about this movie. It is that immediately following this movie, the Netflix Marvel series is start. And I know nothing about the ABC ones because I don't watch them, except for that Katie Colburn comes back to life in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. apparently. Um, and then Peggy Carter gets canceled. But um, in the Marvel Netflix series, Jessica Jones and Daredevil, which were the first ones, and then Luke Cage, it takes place like immediately following what they refer to as the incident, which is when giant turtle monsters <laughs> came from the sky. Oh, <laughs> And so it's set in the same universe as these movies. And we're not going to talk about them on the podcast, but maybe we should. Um, but I'm like, there's no way that after an event like that, anyone would be going about their daily lives in New York City for like months. Yeah. <laughs> like it was wrecked. At least the island of Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> At least. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, I agree with that assessment. They electrocuted the Chrysler building. <laughs> um, the Chrysler building gets hit by lightning all the time. Not like that. Okay, you're right. I have no idea what lightning hit the Chrysler building because I was not paying any attention to it. <laughs> Thor, like, King Kongs himself on it also. And then, like, 
raises Mjolnir in the sky and just like all the lightning gets conducted and then he shoots it at one of the turtles and it explodes. Yeah, but part of like the thing about a lightning rod is it conducts the lightning from the top of a building to the ground and it doesn't affect the other stuff in the building. Oh, right. That's true. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be much of a problem. No. Unless somehow it managed to break that lightning rod like a fuse and then it would be. Yeah, because Thor is conducting. Yeah, but presumably that's going to be pretty strong if it's a lightning rod. Yeah. So um, I don't know the difference between regular lightning. The god of lightning. (laughs) And Thor in the incident lightning. But also they knock down like major skyscrapers also. So it's just like 9-11 times like 50. Yeah. Because like after 9-11, nothing was back. No. For a long time. For a long time. Also, they were going to nuke it. <laughs> yeah. Like, there would be so much political strife. Yeah, unless nobody knew about it. They knew about it. Did they? I thought they talked about it on the news. Yeah, they were like, Iron Man, the billionaire Tony Stark is flying with like a nuclear missile. It was on the news. Oh, okay. I missed that because I also stopped paying attention <laughs> to uh, Stop. Reading my thing before we're talking about it. Savior of the universe. I wonder if they'll sing that song in the Freddie Mercury movie. Now that you're done interrupting my flow, are we ready? (laughs) Oh, me. (laughs) Next episode. Yeah, so phase two. First movie is Iron Man 3. Have you seen this movie? Oh, I have not seen Iron Man 3. Okay. You can tell by how much I just loved Iron Man 1 and <laughs> Iron Man 2. Um, uh, what do you think will happen? Well, you since you told me, I think Iron Man is going to get in a fight with Pepper Potts about trying to have a baby. I don't think that happens. I think that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I think he's going to continue to be an, an a-hole and probably become an alcoholic. Okay. Do you know who the main bad guy is? I want to go with Loki again because that's <laughs> the only one I know. Fair enough. Why would it be anybody else? But uh, next episode, uh, with our release schedule, we're releasing every other week leading up to Avengers 4, part two of We Need a Title for This Damn Movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be discussing. I guess technically it'd be Avengers 5. No, would it be four? One, Age of Ultron. Nope, nope, we're not talking about this. Yeah, it'll be four. Okay, leading up to that nonsense movie, if we get there, we're going to be having a little discussion about phase one. and Which Dale is thrilled about. <laughs> and we're going to be watching and discussing a movie of my cho- choosing. <gasps> so, boo to phase one, and yay to Dale gets to choose a movie. <laughs> And what movie will we be watching? We'll be watching Flash Gordon from 1981. <laughs> I chose this movie because it's a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. It has a woman named Dale as a character in it. Her it's name not a Marvel superhero. It's not a Marvel superhero. This is based on a superhero from the 1920s. Mm -hmm. It has plenty of the stuff that I know Felix loves so much, like shirtless men. Okay. 
Sexism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and outer space. Awesome. So I feel like I've seen this movie. Yeah, I was gonna But ask. I don't know that I have. Okay. What do you think is gonna happen in it? He'll save every one of us. <laughs> <laughs> You know that you never allow me to get to be that general. <laughs> so, um, in addition to saving every one of us, what does Flash Gordon do? Is Flash Gordon a real person? Why is his name Flash? He has a laser gun. <laughs> okay. And uh, the bad guy, I know his name because it's in the theme song, but I don't remember it. Okay. Uh, bad guy has a name. Mm-hmm. And there's a woman in it. And wasn't it like a TV show at one point? Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That there was a woman in the TV show and not the movie? I don't know. I just told you. I I don't know. There's a guy and he's blonde. Who plays Uh, him? Like Dolph Lundgren or something? Oh, Oh my gosh. I want to say Sam Johnson. Sure. I'm going to log this up real quick. Um, And he's going to punch the bad guys. Shoot him with a laser gun. Sam Jones. Sam Jones. Yeah. All I know is he's not the Star Spangled Man with the plan. So he does not have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes places. So there's geography. I'll. It will be interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll love it. I think it's super campy. I do love that. I love Campy too. It's hard when people are super serious mm-hmm. and you're like, this is ridiculous. And you are arguing over what Nick Fury is or is not telling you and also poking the Hulk with a stick. I just, my favorite takeaway from this is that you find the infighting in the Marvel Cinematic Universe thus far to be more dry and serious than Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I find them both to be incredibly stupid. <laughs> I'm I'm just looking forward to Civil War when I can give it one. <laughs> is one like one is, 100% better or equal? Is equal. Oh, so you thought The Avengers is only 50% better than Batman versus Superman? Yes. It was only 50% shorter. <laughs> or no. 25% shorter. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Okay. We have gone off the rails. Here's the theme song. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.